Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife Beth on this terrific Tuesday. Yes, we're going to make it a terrific Tuesday because we've decided Yes, it's going to be terrific. It is Hallelujah. December, what is today? 12th. The 12th, that's right. Yesterday was the 11th. Okay, got to think about that. Deuteronomy 31.8 is our do not fear scripture for the day. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. And it says the Lord himself, I love that, goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can think, Lord, where are you? But you know what? He's right beside He's us. Right we just may us. not feel him or... We just have to go, you know what? I take you, you are here by faith. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about seven ways to encourage yourself. That's it. We've kind of talked about this before, but it's extremely important, especially in this time of year. And this, this day and age. Yes. Everybody should have the gift of encouragement. Yes. Someone once said to me, well, I'm not sure God wanted me to have that gift. My response was, have you ever read Hebrews 13, Hebrews 3.13, 3.13, Classic Amplified? But instead, warn, admonish, urge, and encourage one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened to settled rebellion by the deceitfulness of sin, by the fraudulence, the stratagem, the trickery, which the delusive glamour of his sin may play on him. We're to encourage one another. How often? Every day. So let's look at what encouragement means. According to Webster's Unabridged Dictionary, the word encouragement is defined as the act of encouraging, incitement to action or to practice, that which serves to incite, support, promote, or advance, as favor, countenance, reward, incentive, increase of confidence. William Arthur Ward, the noted inspirational writer of Maxims, once said, Flatter me, I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not like you. Ignore me, I may not forgive you. Or encourage me, and I will not forget you. Love me, and I may be forced. I love you. Think of that. Today, here are some ways to encourage yourself. And everybody needs to know how to encourage themselves. One, develop an attitude of gratitude. Every success, every accomplishment in your life should be immediately and continually followed by a time of praising God for what he has done. Psalm, he would, you wouldn't have breath if it wasn't for the Lord God himself. Psalm 3528, 3528, Classic Amplified. Offer some good advice, and my tongue shall talk of your righteousness, rightness, and justice, and of my reasons for your praise all the day long. That's good. Without question, if you want to feel the presence of the Lord fast, then start praising him. Yes. That is one way you can definitely praise feel him, the presence of the Lord. When you live in an attitude of praise and thanksgiving, when you get out in front of the battles you're facing, when God will move, then he moves more quickly and things are accomplished more quickly. Number two, don't live 
in the pain of the past. Luke 9.62, 9.62, New Century Version. Jesus said, Anyone who begins to plow a field but keeps looking back is of no use to the kingdom of God. Don't recall sinful events for which you've been forgiven. If you look back and bring them into your remembrance, then you've allowed the enemy to gain a foothold in your thought process. The sooner you realize his tricks, the better off you'll be. We've stated many times before that God has forgiven you of your sins. He will not bring them up. He can't, simply because he doesn't remember them anymore. Isn't that amazing? Isaiah 4325, 4325, classic amplifier. I, even I am, he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Mm, Y'all ought to make you shout and run around the room. I will not remember your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Look now, the, the Message, message Bible, Bible of Isaiah 43, 25 says it this way. But I, yes, I am one who takes care of your sins. That's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. See, how can God bring up your past sins if he doesn't remember them or even keep a list of them? God will not bring up the past, but the enemy will. Yes, he can only, but he can only get away with it if we let him. That's why we have to forget the past and move forward. That's right. And if somebody's asked you to forgive them, if a spouse asks you to forgive them for something, don't keep bringing it up. That's it. Because that is not what God would do. Number three, pick friends who will lift you up, not drag you down. Proverbs 13.20, 13.20, New Living Translation says, Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to mm. pieces. Mm. Wow. 1 Corinthians 15.33, here comes the backup. 1 Corinthians 15.33. So true. In the classic Amplified. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion, associations, corrupt and depraved good manners and morals and character. That's a strong verse. It is. Make no mistake about it, though. Your attitude is largely determined by really your seven closest friends. We use seven because that's a statistically proven thing. But, you know, these same friends... You know, often, <clears throat> more often than not, we'll encourage you to take the easy way out if you're hanging out with the wrong kind of people. Don't hang out with people who allow you uh, or allow people into your inner circle who are content with debt and trouble and just getting by way of life. Relax. I'm not telling you to abandon friends, but I am telling you this. Like produces like. Yes. Your attitude, your speech, your behavior are directly affected by your friends. If you're committed to elevating your life, then add some new friends. Hang around folks who, well, they're going they're going up in God. Personally, financially, they're relying on the Lord God. Make no mistake about it. You are blessed or cursed by your associations. The word backs it up. Amen. Number four, learn to laugh at yourself. <laughs> Laughing's good exercise. Someone once called laughing internal jogging. Mm -hmm. Laughter makes you feel more self-confident in every situation. Proverbs 17, 22, 
17:22. A merry heart doeth good like like a medicine. President John F. Kennedy once said, "There are three things which are real God, which are real: God, human folly, and laughter. Laughter is the medicine which allows us to press forward after we've made mistakes." Jeremiah 30:18, 30:18, Message Bible. Thanksgivings will pour out of the windows. Laughter will spill through the doors. Things will get better and better. Depression days are over. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen to that. When you begin laughing at yourself, you'll find it much more easier to encourage yourself about the things God has done and is doing in your life. Psalm 126.2. 126.2. Our mouths were filled with laughter our tongues with songs of joy. Then was said among the nations, the Lord has done great yep. things for them. Hallelujah. Number five, focus on encouraging pictures, places, possibilities. Are you motivated or maybe more motivated by visual images of a goal or a dream that you've been seeking to attain or fulfill? Hmm. Maybe it's, <clears throat> maybe you want to do stuff for, the homeless or the helpless this Christmas by, you know, getting fun, funding a drive or something like that or helping the kids or being there. And I think it's important for you to take, if you, especially if you got, well, just being there to be able to help other people when they're being given something. And and that is just such a blessing. Yes, it is. And so, But you also need stuff to help yourself. I know my husband... When he likes to write, he likes to go. We used to go when we had a sponsored the church in Florida. We used to go to Florida, and he he loved to be in a place overlooking water, so he could sit and write his little heart out in That's front of it. a big window, and he would just do so well. And I remember one time when we were down there. I'm digressing, but one time we were down there, we saw a manatee, we saw a dolphin, we saw all this stuff right out our window. And I'm thinking, God did that for us. Yes, God he did. did that for us because we needed to relax and have a little bit of mm, downtime. Hallelujah. But if you're after a goal, you're wanting to get, you know, get out of what you've been going through. And there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. Then, you know, as I used to tell my kids, and we have it too, we used to tell my children, I said, um, if you're going to live in an apartment when you first get and go, and you can't live like mom and daddy did because it took us years to get here. But I can tell you this, buy something that motivates you. Buy a picture. Put a little money in a picture. Right now we have two pictures in our store that are fantastic. I don't know if you've seen them. They're around. We have a shepherd in the background, Jesus, and we have a lamb looking at us straight in the face. If you haven't seen those, those are fabulous. And they are just, that's just the biggest promise in the world that yes. Jesus is running after you, you're the one lost little yes. lamb, and he's looking at you. And here's Jesus in the background, kind of blurred, but you know it's Jesus running toward him. It's a fabulous picture. Well, we can send it to you, but it will probably... Be a little bit expensive sending them, depending on where you live. But anyway, um, and then we have it. one, it is, we have one called Destiny. Destiny is um, is one that's one of my husband's favorite. I'm going to let him. It's a picture of Joseph in his workshop, standing at the table working 
with the sun shining through the window. And on the floor beside him is Jesus, probably maybe three, four years old. And he's playing. And he's playing with a hammer and a spike, like the one that they nailed him to the cross with. And the, the sun is shining through, and the shadow coming behind Jesus is that of a cross. And there's a halo on his head. Tears me up when I think about it. Just find something that motivates you, encourages you, as you press toward the mark of the prize, a high calling. Number six, create a word-based encouraging confession. First, your confession should be based on your speaking right words. What are right words? That's an easy answer. The words found in the scriptures. Second, you can change where you are in life or what comes out of your mouth. Create your confession based on what you want to see manifested, as long as it's based on the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 9.8, 9.8 Contemporary English Version. God can bless you with everything you need. And you always have more than enough to do all kinds of good things for others. I love that scripture. Third, make your confession at least for 21 days. Studies show that every action taken daily for 21 days will very likely become a habit. Habits we form become the lifestyles we create and live by. Fourth, your circumstances should never alter your confession. Regardless of your circumstances or the balance or lack thereof in your checking account, never question or waver from God's desire for you to prosper. Romans 4, 20 through 22. Romans 4, 20 through 22. New Living Translation. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Fifth, speak your confession every day. Your confession will directly impact your expectation, which will determine your manifestation. That's it. Number seven, pray away anxieties, bogus, listen to me, bogus thoughts, creepy comments, doubt, fear, and anything else that does not encourage you. James 5.16 5.16 says this in the Classic Amplified, the earnest, heartfelt, continued mm. prayer of a righteous yes. man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Pray the verses over your life and your situation every day. Pray it even if you don't feel it. Pray it even if you have trouble believing it because the word needs to get that seed down in you and sprout up. Do it all day long if you need to. Don't let the enemy, he looks for a crack in the, in, the, in the foundation there and wants to get in there and mess you up. Don't let him That's in. it. Psalm 8411. 8411 is a good example. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord give, will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Look, if the enemy's after you, he's after you because... You do, you're doing something right. So this is what we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank this. You pray right with us. We thank you that you are our sun and shield. Yes. You will give 
We give you all the praise, praise glory, glory, and Lord. honor. We rejoice that there is not any good thing that you will withhold and put your name in it. Say from, do not withhold this from me today. Lord, today we commit to seek you and your righteousness first. We praise you because good things are coming to everybody that we're praying for, everybody who's hearing our voice. We recognize you're not on this call by accident. Recognize that anyone who brings good tidings into our life today is a vessel used by you for your glory and honor. In yes. the mighty and powerful and incredible name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I mean, you can put your own one in there, but anyway. I mean, you could make your own prayer, but that's one for that we pray for you today. Amen, we do. Hallelujah. Just remember, we have a scriptural responsibility to encourage one another. Yes. Hallelujah. And ourselves. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.